Welcome to 9to5 Mac Watch Time, a podcast series exploring the world of Apple Watch and how it impacts people's lives. My next guest is Sean Dorsey from Nebraska, someone I consider an Apple Watch warrior. How are you doing, Sean? I'm doing pretty good, Zach. How's it going? Not bad, not bad. Thanks for being here. No problem. Um, first off, I want you, uh, Sean, to plug your social media because I follow you on Instagram, and that's how I know about you. And you also post uh, videos on, on YouTube. And so where can people find both of those things? So on Instagram, I am at s.musings, and on um, YouTube, I'm s.musings as well. Okay. I have, like, a lot of interests. Yeah. So, like, I like, like, I just got a drone probably just before Christmas. So I'm going to mess around with that and trying to do, get better at um, videography and photography with the drone. And then I got a new camera right at Christmas. I got a Canon M50. So I'm trying to step up my photography game from just using the iPhone. Yeah. I mean, I have a 11 Pro Max and it has like the great, a great camera and great video, but I kind of wanted to um, step it up and try to do different things and learn photography. I think I feel like it's easier to learn on an actual camera than on a phone. Mm. So you're so used to using it and just, an auto letting it take pictures. Yeah. And then with a camera, you kind of have to do more work. So I like that. And then I love like pop culture, mm-hmm. especially movies, comic books. So I do like movie reviews on my um, YouTube and I like all kinds of movies, but mainly like action movies and uh, anything to do with comic books. Yeah, you're, so, you're very consistent. I mean, it's if there's a movie out there that you've seen, you've, you've got something to say about it, which I think is really cool. Um, for the drone stuff, so I think you've got a Mavic Mini, is that right, from DJI? Yes, I, yep. Yep, cool. A few years ago, I did the same thing. It was like after Christmas, I think in 2016 or so, that um, I got a Phantom 4 from DJI that I bought, and I loved it. And back then, the drone stuff was like, fewer restrictions it was just less regulated you know yes. like you yeah. know before people were like flying them uh, and disrupting airports and everything <laughs> and, right. and man it was so cool like you could go the coolest thing i did and i've got a video uh somewhere of this but just re- uh, recording in my neighborhood to go just straight up and it was nighttime on the ground and then you kept flying up and it was daytime above the clouds because the sun like it was was you know the clouds were covering up the sun and it made it nighttime basically uh right because of like bad weather i guess but it was totally bright above the clouds it's like whoa this is a different perspective than i've ever seen before yeah i that's like i got it i've been wanting one and i've been putting it off saying oh am i really gonna be able to do much with it but then i was like i got a good deal on the mavic mini uh-huh. and i was like you know what this is like the perfect price point to get started and then with all the regulations and stuff going on, it was like, of course, it being so light, it kind of falls below that. It's kind of right. like a toy. Yeah. So, but you get good video, you get really good pictures, and I mean, it doesn't have all the bells and whistles, but it's it's pretty cool. It's good enough for me for now, anyway. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot of fun to just fly it around. The bad part is the Nebraska is like always a wind blowing. It's always windy. Yeah. So that kind of makes it tougher because it's smaller mm-hmm. but i try to fly at least once or twice a week that's where the, out there and, and practice exactly that's where the phantom which is you know a bigger drone altogether uh was was awesome um because it was it was really good against the wind <laughs> um you, like you'd never see the camera in the video even if the wind was blowing the drone around um, right. I sold that to my uncle in South Florida for him to use for his landscaping business. And he's taken some amazing, just like not even video, but just shots of like his, his work. Um, but I've got a Mavic pro, so it's smaller, but mm-hmm. it, it, you know, and I got it when I had the phantom because I was like, this is more portable and I'll take it more places. And, uh, and that's true. Um, it's just, I, I, I wish there was like a clear successor to the Mav, uh, to the uh, phantom four, because I think they're on like, four version two but it's not really a five and they're not and they've even like ran a stock of that one at some point so it's not clear that that's where they want to go um 
but it's really neat. And then I've also got a Skydio R1 that the company Skydio sent me last year because it works with the Apple Watch. And so you have to have your iPhone yeah. with you. But it's it's more about it, you can like fly it, you know, on your own, like direct it and everything with your iPhone. Um, mm-hmm. But the big thing that it's great at is all the autonomous stuff where it tracks you or your car or you can have it do like different modes like um, do a big spin around or, you know, a lot, a lot of cool stuff. And so from the watch app, you can kind of program it to do different things as long as your iPhone's like near you because it can't work with just the watch. Um, but you can totally like have your iPhone in a backpack and, you know, go for a bike ride and program, you know, see the viewfinder of like what it sees and then program what it's doing. So um, they've since made a Skydio 2. They dropped the R. And um, yeah. it's cheaper because the first one was like super expensive. <laughs> I'm glad they sent it to me because <laughs> I wouldn't have bought it. Um, but uh, the Skydio 2 is is like around maybe it's like $2,000. So it's still expensive, but not as much. Maybe it's actually $1,000. Um, and so I asked to review one. Uh, and they're going to send one next month. And they've got some news, I guess, a feature update for it. Um, so, yeah, I was it was really cool seeing you get into that scene because the drone stuff is like – you know, it, 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 if you don't like have like a business need for it, it can feel like an expensive toy. But as long right. as, you know, like you're saying, you know, you got there once or twice a week and, and do something with it. And that's so cool. And uh, I even used one when I had the Apple Watch Series 3 to review. I wanted to like do something special because um, I had it early. And so uh, I, I had my friend control the, the drone and I just like went for a run on the bridge near us and got like just a shot or like actually I think I got some video of it. <laughs> it's just like. <laughs> It's kind of what you see like in an Apple video or something. So, you know, it's cool stuff. That is cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it's definitely different. And I, I like getting the different perspectives and everything. Yeah. Yeah. And you've got to be like paying attention to it where you can't like, you know, launch it in the sky and like walk away. So it's, yeah. it's a thing, you know, kind of like what workouts are probably for both of us, but you've, you know, you're not, you're, it's a time where you're not looking at your phone and you're not, mm-hmm. you know, reading about um, sad news and stuff, <laughs> you know, and it's like your full attention is on this object in the sky, you know, for safety reasons and everything. So that's a cool hobby. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's definitely a way to disconnect from anything else and just to, for that time when you're flying. And that's the, one of the things I like about the Mavic Mini. I can fly for probably 20, 25 minutes mm-hmm. on a battery. And I brought the Fly More pack. So I have three batteries. So usually oh, I, nice. I'm out there for like, 40 45 minutes mm-hmm. and then i'll bring the camera and i'll take pictures so usually i'm out taking pictures flying and stuff for like an hour hour and a half and it's a good way to decompress especially if you have a stressful day or yeah. a stressful week just decompress and be away from everything and just concentrate on that totally and um for the photography stuff i also saw that from your instagram um you're not doing bad at all <laughs> it's really good <laughs> and and just like with the drone stuff. So you live, uh, you live in Omaha, Nebraska. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. I live in Omaha. So that's a place I've never been. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I, and it's cool to see like, you know, it, it's, it's kind of a unique place compared to like the East coast and the West coast. Um, and I live in the Gulf coast of, of, of Mississippi where you see just a different view than what you'd see out, outside. You know, it's, it's, you kind of have like a unique or, you know, if you're, if you're coming from one of those, those coastal cities, then you've got a kind of a unique, um, you know, area to shoot, whether it's drones or photography. Yeah, it's I'm originally from uh, Maryland. Uh-huh. So I lived in Baltimore before I came here. So it was a big change for me coming from the East Coast in a, a city that people are always out and about. Yeah. It's, no matter what's going on, it could be a snowstorm. It could be whatever. There's always people around. Where here, there's like almost never people outside. And it's <laughs> weird because, like, even though it's really nice out, you'll see people occasionally running or doing fitness stuff outside. Uh-huh. Or you may see a gathering or two, but it's not like back home where there's always people out. That's right. So it's definitely a different perspective. And, uh, and people here are really super, almost frighteningly uh, friendly. Uh-huh. <laughs> where, You'll have like an almost an in-depth conversation with anybody in the grocery store yeah. and just walking around. If you do see somebody in the street, and it's just way different for me than being on the East Coast and people kind of like looking at you and you get to keep your distance look all the time. Yeah. Where here, it's nothing like that. Yeah, it's amazing how different in one country cultures can be 
based on like population. Uh, I used to live in Delray Beach, Florida, which is between West Palm Beach and Fort Lauderdale, um, about an hour, hour and a half from Miami. And, you know, it was, it was like, uh, you know, might as well be like a suburb of New York. So it was just very different mm-hmm. from anywhere in the South. And, um, when I would travel back home to see family and friends in Alabama and Mississippi, uh, like even something is like, like ordering food at a restaurant was just like the friendliest interaction. <laughs> I had went, you know, like over a year without visiting back home when I lived there. And it was like, this is, this is weird. <laughs> like, it's yeah. really friendly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When I go home now. It's like, wow. Uh, why is everybody so mean? Yeah. <laughs> It's, and I was kind of like, I had gotten adjusted and kind of assimilated, I guess. And so I was more like, you know, like my first time at the DMV, I kind of like learned my lesson of how you got to interact with people <laughs> there. Oh, and definitely. Like, and I got to like, kind of like, just like let my guard down back home. <laughs> it's it's, it's yes. totally different. Um, and also with the photography stuff, we'll get to the watch stuff very soon, but with the photography stuff, you, you mentioned your Canon M50. Um, and so that's like, a, I think it's like a mirrorless camera, right? Yes, it's yeah. a mirrorless camera. So not as big and complicated as like a DSLR, but it's a mirrorless camera. Um, I had a Sony A5500 for um, a few years, like 2016 to 2019. And um, it was one day where, and, and compared to the iPhone, like this is the thing, especially if you got kids or, you know, something you really care about taking pictures of. Um, mm-hmm. If I look back at my iPhone photography of my kids, like every year they're older, the pictures are much better because the camera improves that much each year. Um, but if you've got one camera that is like a dedicated camera, like a Canon or a Sony, then you, it, it's, 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 it's like where the iPhone wants to go eventually. Um, and you mm-hmm. might take fewer pictures with it than you would with your iPhone because it's not always with you. But the pictures that you do take will be like timeless in a way that iPhone photography just can't be until it reaches some point that it wants to go to. Um, I did, I did sell that camera though, because I, I got to a point where I was taking like a picture, you know, a few pictures a month with it. And, um, I was getting really obsessed. I was on a, an outdoor run with the Apple watch and I was just really obsessed with not having my phone with me for the sake of screen time and like, you know, mental focus and everything. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I thought, I wonder if I can sell this camera that I've got, um, but still buy one that's much smaller, like more like iPhone size, but not have an iPhone in it because I can. I really enjoy like taking my kids to the park or the beach and having the Apple watch, but not having the phone with me, but then I'm not taking pictures like I want to and uh, something I care about. So I sold it and I bought a Sony RX 100. I think it's Mach seven or Mach six at the time. And, uh, it's, it's tremendous. Like it's a, it's a very compact camera. Um, mm-hmm. and the Sony a 5500, I had two lenses for it. One was like shorter range and one was for, for longer range. And with the, the RX 100, it's just got a, you know, it's like a compact digital camera. Um, but not like what you'd buy, you know, a decade ago where it's like really, really bad. <laughs> it's yeah. like, wow. I'm, you know, imagine it's like phones get better. So do, so do digital cameras and it was expensive and everything, but like it's awesome. And so now I, it's part of my routine frequently to, you know, go out with the kids or like go visit. I visited my mom out of town, um, three hours away. Uh, it was, it was last year for Mother's Day and weekend and her birthday weekend. And I only brought my camera and my Apple Watch and a charger for the Apple Watch. And I left the phone at home. That was like my gift to her <laughs> was, <laughs> was, you know, quality time like that and, and still taking pictures. And, uh, it was so neat. And there was a funny moment for that weekend. I've probably mentioned before, but, um, where I went out to dinner with her. And my stepdad and some of their friends. And there was a moment where they were all looking at their phone as we were like waiting for our food. And I didn't bring mine. So I didn't, I, I didn't have that distraction. And I was just like the, the young person kind of looking around and everything. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's in the oddball that day. That's right. All right. Let's talk about some watch stuff. So, um, a few things. I believe you're hit. I, I like to get into the history of like watch wearing with my guest and then the Apple Watch. And a lot of times, for guests, it's that they didn't wear a watch before the Apple Watch, and and so that's their first watch. But I believe you've got an a, an analog watch in your rotation. Um, so, kind of what what is your answer to that sort of question? Your history with with watches and the Apple Watch, and and you know analog watches today. So I've always been a watch wearer. Like I remember having a Casio digital watch when I was a kid. I had the calculator watch. Like I've always had a watch, and uh, I wore um analog watches forever 
for work and just I just like the way they looked and I kind of had a collection of I probably had up to 12 or 13 watches that I wore mm-hmm. and um then I had got the Apple Watch Series 0 as a gift and I didn't really see the need for it mm-hmm. so I was like well it's how what how is this going to make my life any like how is this going to impact my my life when I have the iPhone I can just reach in my pocket grab the iPhone out and do what I need to do this seems so limited I really wasn't going to spend the money, but I had got it. So I was like, okay, well, I'll give it a try. And from the time I put on the the Series Zero, I really don't wear my analog watches anymore. <laughs> like, I've given probably six or seven of them away to my kids. Uh-huh. And I just almost exclusively wear my Apple Watch, except every once in a while I'll pull out. I have a Fossil and I have a... What else do I have? I don't even remember. It's a couple of the watches that I may wear for like an event, like company dinner or uh, uh-huh. something like that. But otherwise, I almost always have my Apple Watch on. I just still love the analog watches, but I'm definitely Apple Watch ninety percent, ninety five percent of the time. Yeah, I've I've looked at analog watches just recently because one of my big interests is is space history and news and like seeing watches that astronauts wore or still wear today. Like you'll often see astronauts today wear a digital watch and an analog watch. And um, it's one of those things where I, I start looking at some of the, like the just, you know, under a hundred dollar watches that look really nice. And um, I, I kind of want one of those, but I don't think I'll ever wear it because I'm just too, I'm too deep into my Apple watch and I just love it. And I would just collect the analog watch, I guess, and like kind of look at it, but not wear it. Um, can you say who who gifted you kind of generally other you know who who gifted you the watch like a relative or a friend or so? It was a it was a friend. Oh, um, cool. Yeah, they had gotten the like, they had gotten one, and then they're like, "Oh, you really like it." And like when you when you're working out, you track your workouts and all this other stuff. And I was like, "Yeah, okay, maybe," but then. I was like, eh, I'm not going to get it. And then they had um, decided that they were like, well, you know what? Here you go. And they just gifted it to me. And I was like, all right, cool. Thanks. And then <laughs> nice. I was, again, I was, wasn't really thinking I was going to get much use out of it. But right. I was seriously wrong. Yeah. Back in that time frame, like 2015. And so there were a lot of skeptics, even people who I work with at 9to5Mac who were like, you know, either no way or I don't know if this will be useful or not. And, you know, it's like, what do I need this for when the iPhone can do everything um, and more? And I had come from using a Pebble smartwatch and then I sold that before the Apple Watch was, uh, when the Apple Watch was like heavily rumored and it was probably like a year and a half before it came out. But I wanted to get like my full value from the Pebble and uh, I had missed that functionality and I just wore like a digital watch in the meantime because I'd gotten used to wearing a watch. And then when the Apple Watch came out from from like my perspective of like not wearing like analog watches, but like wearing digital watches, I guess it was. And then the Pebble, it was like all that plus more. It had all the basic things I wanted the, the Pebble to have done before, like not just see messages, but respond to them. You know, having Siri on the watch was like, wow, that opens up a lot of doors. Um but it's it's that's really cool. I've gifted friends and family Apple watches before, where I don't think that they would buy it on their own, and mm-hmm. um, I just want them to have either the health benefits or the stay in touch benefits, and it sticks with them, and, and eventually, like they'll upgrade their watch or like gift it to somebody else and buy them a new one. You know, um, yeah, so that's, that's awesome to hear. Um, and also, twelve to thirteen watches. Wow, that's I guess that's more typical for like analog watches, right? Like a collector's thing. Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely like was more of a collector's thing. Yeah. I think a lot of people who have watches have usually three or four at least Mm -hmm. because they have different looks and feels. And so, yeah, it's just like changing your watch face on your Apple watch, but it's, it's a physical thing you do, I suppose. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I I wish I could justify like, cause I would, I I mean, I'm in so deep. I would definitely collect Apple watches. Um, and, but I've, I've done, it always plagues me where I've got, 
uh, a surplus and I want to share them with people who I think would benefit from them. So like my first watch I gave to my brother, um, I currently, I, I, and I, I've never kept an old watch for long enough to like repurpose it, but, um, I did buy a series three when the series, when I already had series four and it was like refurbished and cheap and everything. And so, um, I did that just for like the sleep tracking stuff, you know, and to have like right. 24 hour, um, heart rate data basically. And so now I'm like, I'm, I'm permanently going to have two, but it's, it's always a tempting <laughs> temptation when I meet someone who doesn't have one to like, let me give you this one and I'll, I'll figure it out later. Um, but that's, that's awesome. Um, and, uh, now I want to talk about some of your, some of your fitness journey. Cause, um, you know, listeners can go and look at your Instagram and I encourage them to follow you cause you post some super motivational stuff. Like when I say Apple watch warrior, like you're just a warrior in general. Um, you, and ages would talk about, I'm 29. Uh, I think you're in your mid forties. Is that right? Yeah, I'm 45. Oh, I nailed it. So uh, this is something that motivates me is seeing people who, you know, you've got 16 years on me, I think, if I can do my math right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I often find, especially right now with, with um, the, the coronavirus kind of shaking up the world, you know, all of my races that are usually my motivators for like, that's, that's a target goal, work out now to achieve your goal then have been canceled or postponed. Um, right. I began the year with like, I, I'm going to do a half marathon that I, I, at Disney in April. Um, and it would be number seven. And my goal for that was a sub two hour for the first time. I've always done like two and a half hours to two ten, Um, and then that got canceled. Like first the flight was canceled, <laughs> Disney was closed, and then they finally canceled the, the race. Um, but you know, and, and some of that will apply to you because uh, you go to the gym. I, I, I want to hear your schedule, but a lot. And, you know, just following you and seeing like lifting, <laughs> moving like 400 pounds of weight over and over. Um, and then the running that you do as well, like really motivates me. And I wouldn't give up like seeing your content for the world because it's, to me, it's like a part of my, um, you know, motivation, seriously. And so I hope people go and go and follow you because it's, it's really useful seeing, um, people from across the country, you know, just make this part of their routine and not like something that they don't want to do. Um, but, but the question here is, is I think just from like seeing Instagram over the years that you've had all different body types and it's kind of a sensitive thing to talk about, but, um, from being, I don't know if out of shape is the right way to say it, but, but, uh, and then some points you're kind of like smaller. And then most recently you've bulked up and I mean like muscular. So talk, talk about sort of your, um, your experience with working out and kind of your goals for what, while you're doing it and everything. And then if, if I'm right or wrong about that, that kind of journey. So I used to like lift weights, just kind of, bro workout kind of thing just trying to bodybuilding type of workouts and just like chest day arm day um that kind of thing and i never really did legs that much i would do like the leg press machine that kind of thing and then probably like i don't know it was like the early 2010 my brother was running obstacle course races mm-hmm. so he had did a uh warrior dash and he was like, oh, it's a lot of fun. You should do one with me. So I had ran one with him. And I didn't really wasn't running that much at that time. I was like, maybe get on the treadmill or get on the elliptical machine. But it really wasn't running. I would like walk for 40 minutes or 30 minutes or mm-hmm. something like that. And then I did the optical course race. And I had a lot of fun. But my body really hated me afterwards because <laughs> I was not in any kind of cardiovascular shape for that Mm -hmm. so then i had so much fun i was like all right i want to do better i want to have want to do this again and i want to make my time better and then plus i have my brother she's three he's three years younger than me so oh yeah i want to compete with him (laughs) and at least be in the same ballpark with him when we do these races he really smoked me on that first one Mm -hmm. so then i started running and it was like really tedious and it was really hard but i was like I can do this. And I didn't really have, um, you know, I had the iPhone and you had different apps or whatever, but they really didn't train you how to run. Right. And like how to get faster. So just out there running. And then I had 
gotten a lot better and I did more races and that's what kept me motivated to keep running. So I did a couple of warrior dashes and then I did Spartan races and then I did a few tough mutters. I think I did three, three or four tough mutters, like three or four Spartan races and like three or four warrior dashes. And they were always a lot of fun. I did a couple other ones that were now defunct, but I did, did those and those kept me motivated to run. So like I was running um, probably three to four days a week. And then I was getting probably 40, 50 miles a week, something like that. Oh, wow. Nice. And then, uh, I kind of got bored with the running. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was like, uh, it's just not as much fun. Taking up a lot of your anymore. time. And it was, yeah, yeah, it was like, it was very time intensive and, it was getting kind of repetitive and boring and then the find different places to run. So, so for different scenery, it was having to go someplace and then carrying your iPhone kind of with headphones, especially wired, especially back then with the wired headphones right. was just like a pain. So I was still run, but not as much. And then I started going, getting back into the gym and lifting weights and I kind of found powerlifting um just looking at youtube videos and seeing different stuff and i was like huh and then that kind of gave me a new thing to get motivated for the gym was each was to get stronger so like i remember starting out i could barely squat 225 and i was benching like 185 and i couldn't even deadlift because i never really did it since like high school right and it was slowly but surely learning the movements and really um, sticking to it. And then seeing how every week I would be stronger because the program that I was training with at that, when I first started was a five by five where I would do five reps, five sets of five reps for each exercise. And each week it will go up like five pounds for bench, five pounds for squats and like 10 pounds for deadlifts. So each time I did it, I would be stronger and it was more motivating for me to be stronger and keep me going to the gym. And then so also as I was getting stronger, I was eating more. So then I got bigger. Right. <laughs> so then as I got bigger and I got stronger, the running kind of fell further and further back. And then it was like, well, what's more important to me right now? Is it running or is it, uh, getting stronger and mm-hmm. getting stronger was more important. And then by this time I was really using the Apple watch more for tracking my workouts. Um, and then there's a couple different apps I would like mess with and then switch them going back and forth between apps, but they helped me track and use an Apple watch with the heart rate and everything. So I was getting that, uh, fitness tracking that I wanted that I would get with the runs, but now lifting the weight. So kind of, went that way. Mm-hmm. And so now I did a couple of powerful competitions and I really like going to the gym and moving heavy weights. I feel accomplished when I can squat 400 pounds or when I bench over 300 pounds and my deadlift way more than I ever thought I could. could. <laughs> and to see the continued progression has been really, really a lot of fun for me. Mm-hmm. But recently, probably like in the past, uh, three or four months. Uh, a friend of mine, she just had a baby, and the whole time she was pregnant, she was running. And of course, she would post everything on Instagram, and I was like, "Wow, that's like really cool that she's still out there running." Dedication, yeah, and dedicated and dedicated to keep running, even though she's pregnant. And then, as soon as she had the baby, and as soon as she was allowed, she started. She started really slowly, but started running again. And I just found that like really inspirational. I was like, man, I kind of miss running. <laughs> and so probably like a month ago, I said, okay, I'm going to start running again. And then with the Apple watch and I have the Nike edition for the series five. Oh, nice. And then using the Nike run club app and with the coaching sessions and everything with that, it just kind of made it, made it easier for me to kind of, cycle back into running mm-hmm. so of course i can't run like i used to and i know it and that's like 
one of the biggest struggles I think people have, fitness in general, and like be it running or lifting weights or whatever, is they expect to be good at it like immediately. Right. And they expect like immediate results where that's not really realistic at all. Like I know I used to run eight minute miles, but I know that's not realistic for me right now. I know I can't do that. So, and that's fine. I, and I can go out there and run what I need to run using the Nike run club app. And so, and I feel better after each run, like each time I did say, all right, this is what you're supposed to do today. I feel better. And I feel like I'm building. So, now it's like trying to become more well-rounded. Well, I still well, I can't really lift weights right now because of everything that's going on, like gyms being closed and everything. Right. But I can still get out and run, and I can still build that part of the journey and, and incorporate it when the gyms do open back up and the life starts getting back more to normal. Because before, I was going to the gym probably three to four days a week uh-huh. lifting, and then. And I wasn't, well, like I said, I wasn't really doing any cardio, but now the goal is to run three days a week and probably still lift three or four days a week, but shorter runs, nothing more than a 5K or anything like that, mm-hmm. and kind of schedule it around, um, use it like on the weekends, get the, get a longer run in, during the week do speed work or something like that, and kind of find a more of a balance. So that's the goal now. Yeah. yeah the, that it, it was definitely um, a journey to like going from when I was running more to when that tapered off. And then as I lifted more, you see my body change from almost like a more of a runner's body to a lifter's body. Right. And now I kind of want to get something in between. Yeah. I love the pictures that you post where it's like, um, this was a year ago and this is today. <laughs> it's like, you know, you're like, you, it, like you say the runner's body, like you were like skinny, like lean. Um, mm-hmm. and then like today, like, you know, I wouldn't want to cross you like, <laughs> you know, you're my enemy. Like, man, you know, you look, you look great. Um, and, and both are, you know, the goals that you have at the time, my friend, uh, Jacob Knight, who was the second guest on this podcast is the same, is, is sort of the, on the same path where he, and like, uh, high is in college, he was a male cheerleader. And so he was like, you know, could lift a lot of weight and everything. Um, but he was kind of like a hefty dude. And then he got really lean, um, from running with me. And then he got, back into the gym and that being his main focus and like we stopped running together as much and then he got like really bulky and then he really could not run anymore like at the same same way um and i'm not quite sure that he's really found the balance there yet either but it's like you know it's you kind of got to go to the extreme to see what's the other thing that you want to do this week nine to five mech watch time is sponsored by flick type keyboard the easiest way to type directly from your apple watch It's no secret that the Apple Watch is a great way to receive messages and stay connected, but the biggest challenge is responding to those messages. Features like scribble and voice dictation are great in some situations, but more often than not, they're inaccurate and slow, or just not possible to use. That's where FlickType Keyboard comes in. With FlickType, you can quickly compose messages on your Apple Watch using a real keyboard. FlickType Keyboard works just as you would expect. You can double tap the space bar to insert a period, just like on the iPhone. Use a digital crown for alternative word suggestions, emoji and punctuation. And FlickType is also insanely accurate thanks to a sophisticated correction algorithm. Due to limitations in watchOS, FlickType keyboard works best with the Messages app. But it's also integrated into some of my favorite watchOS apps, such as Chirp for Twitter. There's even a dedicated FlickType keyboard complication for your Apple Watch face, making it super easy to access the keyboard whenever you need it. FlickType keyboard is available on the App Store as a one-time purchase for $1.99. Download it at the link in the show notes below to show your support for 9to5Mac Watch Time. My thanks to FlickType for their support for 9to5Mac Watch Time. A few things there. So, um... One is that for running myself, it was the Nike Apple Watch and Nike Run Club that taught me. Um, so mm-hmm. I did elliptical for a, a, about a year. 
uh, and lost a lot of weight just doing elliptical every day at home, um, which was a real, a real treat to not have to go anywhere to do it. Just like go in the office and like, <laughs> you know, even on like work hours and everything. Right. Um, and, uh, I, I kind of want that back now cause I ended up selling the elliptical whenever I would just run and I was like, I don't need that thing anymore. Um, and it did take a long, like, you know, several months to get in shape, losing, um, you know, that like any kind of workout activity going from, from like, you know, couch potato to trying to work out and do it well, um, from just from running even, it's like, it took several months, you know, it was a, a process from like March to, you know, I mean, like, the, I guess like the, the full journey was like a year of like, um, I've never ran before. I'm going to do elliptical now to eventually learning to run and then feeling like I was pretty good at it. Like, um, you know, eight minute miles, for example, uh, right. it took time. And then I've, I've mentioned in the podcast before, but when, um, my son was born, my second kid, then running was like not important anymore. It was like not as easy either to just like leave home and leave my son with my wife and like, you know, have her not be able to get away. And so I ha I learned the lesson that it, while it takes a lot of time to get in shape, it also takes a lot of time to get out of shape. Like, you know, if, if you're just starting out with working out, like you'll be frustrated at how you don't get results overnight or over a month. The same is true for the inverse. If you stop and you just kind of like ride the waves of your progress and don't maintain anything at all, it does take several months to get out of shape. And, and the change is so gradual that like when you look at yourself in the mirror every day, it's not that different. But then, a, you know, a year later, it's like, I, Oh, I'm back to where I started, you know? <laughs> so it's, it's something else. Um, in the gym, uh, I, you use an app, you post a screenshot from an app that shows like the focus of what you worked out on your body today. Um, what is that yep. app? That app is, hold on, uh, fitness point, fitness point. Okay. What does it do? So I use this app, like I'll put all my workouts in there. So I'll, uh, kind of describe my, like put the exercise I'm going to do that day for like chest day, leg day, deadlifts or chest day volume. And then you, you can put the, it has a large assortment of exercise. You can they do it by muscle group or by um, the muscle. And you can like kind of pick and choose and you can put them all together. And then I just use the app basically for tracking my reps. Um, the Apple watch does great as far as um, like heart rate and everything and tracking the workout, but it doesn't do, especially using the, the, the uh, Apple apps that you can't like track your, your reps or, right. um, or really what exercise you're doing at that moment. So I have to use a third party app for that. Um, this app, I've, I've been using this app for a long, long time. Yeah. And that, I, I pay for the, the pro version. I think it was like two ninety nine, or it might have been four ninety nine. It was something like that. But it like um, keeps logs, and then you can look at different charts and see and like how your progress has gone and everything. So it's a really good app, and it's pretty simple to use. And I just use that really for tracking the reps and what exercises I'm doing and uh, rest time. There's another thing like with the with the uh the apple apps it you can't really do rest time when you're doing like the weights and everything right. you're just basically tracking the time and it does your heart rate and everything through, through the time but doesn't you can't really do rest time you can't do like reps and everything so mm -hmm. i have to use a third party apps for that part and some of them work with the watch um they don't work as well as i would like them to mm -hmm. uh like they're sometimes uh Especially like there's the app I was using. I don't remember. I don't have it on my phone anymore, but they did really good with tracking. But when I would try to like say, okay, I just did a set. Like a lot of times it wouldn't track the set right. Or sometimes the app would just crash in the watch. So I got frustrated and stopped using it and went back to what I've been doing. So I kind of used the Apple app for tracking the overall workout and then the user app for like tracking my reps and mm -hmm. what exercises I've done. Yeah. I always see it on Instagram, like, you know, as a, a 
in the group of your pictures, like, you know, what you did today, like what, what, what you showed in the app. And it's like, as, as a tech, as a techie kind of person, it just, it, I find it interesting, fascinating and motivating to see like, you know, it's, 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 it's not just showing up and like moving a lot of weight around. It's, it's programmatic. It's planned. It's, there's kind of a learning curve to it, I think, because, you know, something that you do is really cool also is not just like post a, a, a picture in the gym, but do a video of like a recap of what you've done today. And I, there's a lot, a lot of things I like about it. Like one thing is your delivery is just so chill and like cool. And, um, it makes it seem, it isn't like, uh, you know, lifted all the middle, you know, it's, it's just like very casual and it makes, it makes like, um, the idea of doing the same thing more approachable. Um, but also I just, I appreciate the fact that there's so much, like when you describe what you did, the number of what, of what you did, what the plan is, it's, it's like, it feels like it's over my head unless I were to learn it. And so, you know, it, it's clear that you're a smart person who isn't just like showing up and like lifting weights, but there's a lot of intentionality in it and planning. Um, and, and that's really cool to see. And then seeing the app is like, I, I, I've always been curious what app it is because I didn't recognize it and, uh, I'll have to check it out now. Yeah, it's, it's a, it's a pretty good, good app. And yeah, it, like I said before, when I first started going to like when I would go to them previously, it was always just all right. Just do the regular bro kind of workout, this five or three reps. I mean, three sets of ten of bench or doing this or that, and it was hard for to get progress or show progress that way for me. And I, I really didn't understand like what I was supposed to be doing, but then. When I started doing um, powerlifting, I did a couple of online programs and then I read a lot of different stuff. And so now like, I kind of just program myself and kind of go by feel, kind of go by like, all right, this is what I've been doing. This is what my goal is for the end of this cycle. Because what I'll do is I'll train for a certain amount of time, like 12 weeks or 16 weeks. and say okay this is what i want to be able to lift the inning and then try to build towards that building in times where i know i'm not gonna be able to lift this heavy because fatigue builds up or whatever and so like it definitely has become more research and more um planning for me than i thought like sure it's like wow this is like a lot more but it's cool <laughs> and I, I like that part of it um the, the nerd in me, the science, the science, the geek in me, yeah, is definitely one one of the like oh, and I kind of once I started doing it, it was like building into it. And same thing when I was like when I was running more, it was trying to learn how to run and pace and mm -hmm. watching videos and reading and trying to figure out what I'm doing wrong. Like how can I get better and how can I get faster and uh, how can I build my endurance and everything. Yeah. So, yeah, like some, some some of the um, you know, I, I know more about running than other stuff. Like some of the um, you know, ultra marathon stuff where you run like a hundred miles over you know twenty four hours, uh, you you couldn't just show up and do it. You know, you've 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 got to plan ahead and you've got to be strategic about it. And it's it's you know, and it does get to to science scientific levels and like to know how is your body going to react at this point. And then it does take training as well. But so much of it is like a mental game, not just self motivation, but also. Like literally, what is my body doing? You know, and being very aware of it. Um, so I, I love seeing that advance, that advance stage, and it's really cool to hear you say that you got into it planning, but then to take it to the next level, you you've got to learn more, and it keeps you engaged because it's like with anything else, you know, you've you know to get past the basics, and you've got to you know put in the work and and everything. So that's really cool to see. Yep. Yeah. And then. Like for the chillness in the gym, that's because that's that's like, uh, like my, my therapy. Yeah, like that's like the time, and it's to me, it's like no stress because it's not like I'm doing it for money. It's not like I'm trying to like be the strongest person in the world. I just want to be the strongest version of myself, mm -hmm. and that is like fun for me. And there's sometimes I get mad at myself if I don't do something quite right or for a lift doesn't go like I want. But at the same time, it's like okay. I record like all my sets mm -hmm. and like, that's the, like the greatest thing about having the iPhone and the Apple watch together is I can use the Apple watch to 
to start and stop the recording and everything and then not have and then be able to listen to the music through the Apple Watch with AirPods. It just it makes everything like that part better. Yeah. And then I can record it and see and be like, oh, this is where I broke down at. This is where my form was off and, mm-hmm. and everything. And that's been like a big thing as far as me getting better and stronger is like looking at all the technique and all thinking about the cues and be able to see it like in video, like real time. Yeah. Like invaluable. That would require a coach before all of this. Uh, and then at least, you know, uh, an iPod and like wired your earphones. And we've come so far from all of that. That's really neat. Uh, what's some of the music that you listen to when you work out? I'm curious. I listen to, uh, a little bit of everything. Like I listen to Metallica. Uh I listen to Eminem. Um, I have like I listen to maybe some old Kanye West. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, what else? A little bit of LL Cool J. Yeah. Uh, it's it's just a, a very wide range. Guns N' Roses. Mm-hmm. So usually hip hop, older hip hop, and uh, like metal music from like hair metal from like the. Nine or late eighties and nineties, right? Kind of what you grew like, what you grew up on, and and yeah, yeah. I've, I've got yeah. the same thing, but shifted maybe you know ten, fifteen years. Um, that's really neat. Do you do Apple Music? Yep, yep. Do you, yes. you should. Do, I, do you uh, share your playlist on Apple Music? I do. Cool. I do. I'll get this from you, and I'll put this in the share notes because um, I, I think that um, you know, just just the uh, the difference in, in music taste and everything that you've got there, I think that would be something people would be interested in. Um, and then, uh, last question, I, I know you like comics and everything is who's like your, um, who, who is a character that you sort of, you know, like I, I, I've had experiences where like I go and see a comic book movie or something and I feel like an adrenaline rush and I want to go for a run and get it out. And like, I'm channeling that, that character. Do you have, uh, someone or a few characters that you sort of think about or kind of like model after when, when you're in the gym? Uh, well, probably the when I, especially when I was running and doing off course races, it was uh daredevil. Cool. It's yeah. probably like the one. And then now of course with this strength stuff and everything, it's more of like the Hulk or uh Thor. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think probably, probably more of the Hulk. And it's just that time to just let it all out. And then this, uh, really push myself. That's so, right. Yeah. That's right. And then you've got like the, the professor Hulk side when you're done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. I'm looking at everything. Yeah. First Hulk time. That's awesome. Um, Thor would be my buddy Jacob's thing, and he's got like the hammer, and he, his hair is really long, and everything. <laughs> he's got that down. Uh, and then, like, final last question: uh, How is the coronavirus situation affecting your routine? Because it's one of those things where, for me, it's messed up. Um, what my my goal was the half marathon in April, and then that went away, and now I've used that as an excuse to. Well, I don't have to stick to this training anymore <laughs> that I was already <laughs> slacking at. Um, and, and there are some, some, some different cues that I'm looking at to kind of figure out, well, you know, uh, and I've gotten some good advice, like, you know, putting in the miles in the um, spring, you know, gives you smiles in the fall when you're doing races. And uh, so I've got a lot of reasons to be motivated, but um, how, how's it affecting your routine and, and what are you doing about it? So it definitely affects like the, the lifting because I um, live, live, in, live in an apartment. So okay. I don't have the access to like a home gym or anything like that. Right. So that part is kind of like, okay, um, that's kind of on hold. So I work out at home. Uh, I just started yesterday, challenged myself to doing a uh, hundred pushups, a hundred sit-ups, and a hundred, um, body weight squats. And then I was doing every minute on the minute I would do 10. So I would do 10 pushups. Then however many I could get to like, and then for that minute, then the next minute I'll do 10 more. So I did a hundred and then I did the same thing with sit-ups and then I did the same thing with squats, bodyweight squats. And then that's just to keep the muscles moving and kind of help me maintain my form a little bit, especially for squats mm-hmm. and uh, just to build up that volume. And then, like I said, I already started running. So thankfully the coronavirus hasn't really affected that. That's right. Part. So I can still get out and run. And then the weather is finally starting to break and get nicer. Yeah. So the grass is starting to turn green and I can just get out and enjoy that part of it as well. So the the lifting part will, will suffer. And I know that 
Um, and that's fine. I can still run. I can still do some stuff at home. Mm-hmm. At least keep a baseline uh, fitness level. Yeah. Making the best of it. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. Being adaptive. And you're still, importantly, Sean, you're still sharing <laughs> on Instagram <laughs> what you're doing. I think, oh, even if it's not at the gym, which I, I love. Remind people, Sean, one more time, where can people um, find you uh, on Instagram, YouTube? And I believe you're on Twitter too, right? Yep. So on, uh, I believe all three is S dot musing is S D O T M U S I N G S. And, um, yeah, that's for me on Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter. Awesome. And I'll have all of those in the nine to five Mac posts as well. So people can just look at the show notes with the podcast and click and follow you. And I, I seriously encourage people to do that because, you know, it, it's so helpful having someone like you, Sean, out there putting in the work and so consistently that when personally, you, you know, I feel like, ah, do we even care about running anymore? <laughs> you know, it's like even if, if running isn't what you're doing, it, um, it's showing up at the gym or adapting your routine to at home in the situation that we're in now that, um, you know, is like just one more reason for me not to like, you know, go go veg out in, in the kitchen and, and you know. <laughs> forget about yeah. ever working out again so i, I appreciate <laughs> that and, and thanks so much for being on the podcast this week no no problem man uh, thank you for having me yeah. it's been great i've listened to you for quite a few years now so awesome thank you so much for that i appreciate it also i want to thank flick type one more time for sponsoring the end of my watch time this week that's flick type keyboard use the link in the podcast show notes in your podcast player or on 95mac.com to support the show and download flick type keyboard i had fun with this one because it's a it's a keyboard app that i hadn't tested before the sponsorship but i knew about it and and i did have the beta version of it um but i was surprised at how good it is for sending messages especially and if you can find it in other apps like chirp for twitter it's really great so check it out if you're just curious about like what can the watch do what should maybe Apple do in a future version of the watch software? Check out FlipType keyboard. It's really remarkable. It surprises you at how good of a keyboard it can be in such a small package.